welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Blake Murphy and Alex Wong. We're going to have Alex run point for the two hours today. So, uh, Alex, what you got for us, man? Yeah, what's going on? We're going to go through the both conferences today and draft some of our over-unders. I know the Raptors made a signing. Let's get to that in hour two. Um, so... Let's start in hour one. We're going to go in the Western Conference, and we're going to do a draft format here. Going to let Will go first, Blake Whoa. second. How do we determine this? The I draft usually, order just determined while I was filling my water? It's a, it's a Asian sandwich again. He's, he's uh, taking we're video the buns. because I spilled coffee all over the Asian table. Asian dad. Like, Will, literally one second into the show. So. Will is first. Blake oh, is second. Oh, good. Uh, I'm always uh, coming up last. And then so let's go, let's go through. So all these lines we have from uh, uh, the, is from Bet Rivers. All lines courtesy of Bet River. So let's start in the Western Conference and let's, uh, yeah, let's just get to it, man. I don't know what else I need to set up. With the first pick, sorry, I was trying to imitate uh, Adam Silver. So yeah, we're we're taking uh, in the Western Conference to start, and for me, I really want to get in on the over at Memphis for forty six point five. I'm going to take the over. Um, Obviously, the big here, big thing here is that you don't have Jaw for the first 25 games, um, you know. But then again, they've been decent without Jaw the last two years. Last year, they were closer to 500, but the year before that, they were 20 and five. The last two seasons combined, they're 30 and 16 without Jaw Morant. And of course, they did bring in Marcus Smart, which I think is going to help them a lot defensively. Like this is a team that wins a lot of games in the regular season based on their defense. They won 51 last year. Uh, you're telling me missing 25 games of jaw is going to cause them to lose five games in the standings? I just don't really think so. I think their defense is going to be excellent. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., who's defensive uh, you know, player of the year, and I don't see why he couldn't repeat. Um, you know, And, yeah, I mean, you also have uh, just a lot of size, some youth, some depth. Uh, I think all those kind of factors – go in together to making Memphis a really good regular season team. Um, and honestly, quietly, they have a little bit more shooting than they did last season, which was always sort of a big area of concern for them. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I like it. It was, you know, not my number one pick, but it was on my my list in, in terms of potential overplays there. I think it's a, a little bit of an overcorrection to the John Morant suspension and, you know, doesn't, like you said, doesn't acknowledge that this team hung in pretty good with not an everyday dose of John Morant over the last two years. Um, the Tyus Jones for Marcus Smart swap out in that backup point guard role is, you know, depending on which metric you look at, that that's maybe an extra two wins you're getting there with that upgrade. Uh, I think it's funny that they've talked about Derrick Rose as like a leader who's bringing in, uh, you know, leadership yeah. and, and said, but in terms of addressing guard depth, uh, that being your third string point guard and second string while jaws out uh, is good. My, my big concern here is, what does the front court depth look like with Brandon Clark still without a firm timeline coming back from Achilles? Um, you know, I like John Conchar. I, I like Santi Aldama. Um, you know, David Roddy could be fun, but those guys, you know, one of those guys, maybe even two of those guys are probably going to be in the rotation until Brandon Clark comes back. So um, do have a little bit of a question of the depth there, but for right now, they are in a good spot, I think, to withstand Jaws' absence to start yeah. the year. David Roddy, is that the... Pacific Mall Dylan Brooks that that yeah. they're that they're bringing in. Um, I do think too, for um, like you and and Will said, you know, to me the Grizzlies. I also had them over on on my board as well, just because I do feel like they remind me of a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, which I'm sure we're going to get to in the second hour. So that they just have the depth on the roster, even with Ja Morant being out 
for the first 25 games. Like, this is just, they have the blueprint, I feel like, for the regular season success. And I know, like, there's questions about their front court and stuff, but, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, like, that's a pretty good group to start with around um, around their depth guys as well. So I think that's a that's a good first pick from Will. So let's uh, let's move it to Blake Murphy. Blake, you're on the clock. All right, so uh, we're going to kind of go with a team here that's kind of the opposite of, of what we just said with the Memphis Grizzlies, where there is the depth to withstand it for the Grizzlies. Um, this is a team that I don't know has the and they've done an okay job trying to address it but i don't know that they have the depth to be a strong regular season team mm. uh, or they'll be strong but not 51 and a half wins strong so i'm going to take the under on the phoenix suns at 51 and a half wins and you know there is obviously championship upside with that group uh you add uh bradley beal to the Kevin Durant and Devin Booker core, you'd swap out DeAndre Ayton for um, Yusuf Nurkic and more pieces. So you address a little bit of that depth. Our guy Utah's there uh, to knock down a ton of corner threes. However, Bradley Beal hasn't played more than 60 games in a season in four years. Neither has Kevin Durant. Uh, Devin Booker has gotten over that 60 game mark, but hasn't played 70 games in a season since 2019-20. So I think when you look at those things, coupled with the fact that they, you know, put together some of this depth late in the offseason and on the fly, I still like the team. I just think with how good the Western Conference is and how likely it is that some of their pieces miss significant time, uh, I'm going to go with the under on 51 and a half. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I had them under too, and I was kind of thinking along the same lines as you, Blake. Like, I looked up the number of games that Kevin Durant has played, the last three years, like you mentioned, it's like 55, 47, 47. His, his Phoenix career, didn't he literally slip in a warm-up during his <laughs> yes. first debut? Yes. And then obviously miss more time. And to me too, like, is this... Also for me, it's like when I think about this, because this is such a regular season exercise, right? Like, is this team trying to win every regular season game? Like, is there enough depth? Like, all of these questions. Like, it feels like they're like a quote-unquote... I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call them a super team, but like, whatever. If you want to call them like a super team model... They feel like a super team that needs to like have the regular season to figure things out. And we're going to have those stretches of like four to six weeks where a KD is out and stuff. And you know, it's, it's cool. They added like 15 depth guys, but like, I don't know that, that, that roster is not that impressive to me. It's also, you know, to your point about, are they, you know, locked in every day? Like this is going to be probably the best offense in basketball. Mm -hmm. What is this going to look like defensively where, you know, Kevin, Kevin Durant at this point, is probably still in a playoff environment, an above-average defender, but he's not locking in over 48 minutes, over 82 games. You know, Bradley Beal, we haven't seen him try on defense since the last time they played the Raptors in a postseason series when he was with the Wizards. Um, you know, you're looking at, like, you're you're probably relying on a guy like Grayson Allen to give you defense off the bench, and anytime you're relying on someone like Grayson Allen for anything other than being a pest, uh, you know, it gets, a, it gets a little dicey. How do you feel about this one, Will? Um... I mean, I think we're underwriting them a little bit, like just a little bit, only in the sense that like I think the closest corollary would be the Brooklyn Nets. And when the Nets did have the three main stars healthy, like they were still like top of the conference. Yeah, their defense was was, was pretty tough, but their offense like blew teams away. Their crunch time offense is going to be excellent just based on the options that they have. And I also get the sense that like I think big threes can sometimes not work, but that's if those players are not good working off ball. And we have three really good off ball players who are also obviously great on ball players but Beal knows how to play without the ball yeah there's not gonna be no you know the Hito Turkoglu situation here like it's like 
Obviously, Devin is very good working off the ball. Um, and then KD is also the same. So my concern is defensively. I totally get it from that perspective. That's why I kind of stayed away from this one and health. But I don't know. Offensively, but, that's it's going to be a juggernaut. Man. Okay, so here's a question for you, though, or, or just a, a number for you, I guess. You, you said, well, those Brooklyn Nets teams, they were lethal on offense. When those guys were together, it clicked. They were the number one offensive basketball in 2020, 2021 in an Eastern Conference that's weaker than this Western Conference. They won 48 games. So I'm taking the under on 51 and a half here. Well, I mean, you know, unless Kyrie ducks the the, the vaccine again, I think uh, there are other mitigating factors that might have gone into that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, number one offense yeah, and, you know, it looks good and you, you see the vision uh, doesn't necessarily mean 51 wins. No, for sure. For yeah. Sure. And I think about Devin Booker, too. Like, I mean, clearly we know what kind of player he is. But, man, like, I'm curious I if... I bears. <laughs> I'm curious if... That's enough, Derek. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love you, Derek. Um, no, keep playing drums. I... I I wonder too, like, you know, where do we rank Devin Booker at? at you know, can he be like a top ten? Oh yeah, top fifteen. Yeah, like player. Because I like, see what he did in the playoffs. Like, I think yeah. it's real. Like, that's not like a fluke. That's not like a one-time thing. Like, Devin's been on this like steady trajectory, and obviously he started his career well, but the teams around him were bad. But I think he's picked up his competitiveness on defense, mm -hmm. which I really, really admire. Um, and then yeah, offensively, he's just like. He's he just scores from all over the court. He can handle the ball now too. I think those extra reps he got. Running point guard, even though those teams were bad. Um, I yeah, think 2018, really 19, 2019, yeah. 20. He was up around six, seven assists a game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of faith in the, in the Suns, especially as a playoff proposition. It's just a health and defense for me. Yeah, but, if we if we were drafting championship tiers or something yeah, like yeah. that, I would have them a lot higher than I do for regular season win totals. Yeah, one, right. one more one more Suns question before I make my pick for you, Blake. Um, did you like the DeAndre Ayton trade? I did. I did. Okay. I think Yusuf Nurkic is a guy who, obviously, another guy with injury concerns here, right? Can yes. he stay on the floor? Um, and he is not as good a player as DeAndre Ayton. But when you have Beal, Booker, and Durant, you don't need the best player. You need the player who's the best fit. So someone who doesn't need the ball a ton, works fine as a role man and a kind of garbage guy around the offensive glass and, um, you know, has been pretty solid defensively in those more conservative sure. drop schemes. Yeah. They're not going to be flush with elite perimeter defense but they have long perimeter defenders who should be able to do a good job funneling guys to where Nurkic is strong I, I, I like that one a lot in addition to that you picked up you know a couple other depth pieces uh, along the way just you know I, I don't know how much Nasir Little fi figures in or, or whatever but um, you know yeah, that, that was a team that had like nobody on the roster yeah yeah for sure yeah I'm rolling with Blake on the under though okay. I do like the under pick um, the thing is doing this over under exercise, I always got to remind myself, like it's so easy to pick the over, especially on a lot of these teams. And it's like, you can't pick over on every team. So do you want to, you want to the house gets you, you know, yeah, the house has the, gotten the, me my entire the, life. This okay. is why I haven't been to a casino in 15 years. So yeah. let me, uh, for anyone who is actually going to bet NBA over unders or is just mm -hmm. doing this exercise on their own to preview the season. Like something to keep in mind here is there are 1,230 wins in an NBA season, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so when I do these, I make sure that my wins total up to that. Mm -hmm. The if you just add up the over unders, it adds up to one thousand two hundred forty nine. So already these mm. over unders are nineteen wins higher collectively than there are wins in the season. So math, like just on yeah. straight math, you should be leaning under more often than over because they've already given out way too many wins. You're saying I should play blackjack instead of betting on over unders. 
Which yeah. one? Which what? Uh, I feel yeah, like I mean, blackjack my, my answer might be to better. playing blackjack is always going to be. How many yes. wins did you say there is total in regular season? One thousand two hundred thirty. One thousand two hundred thirty. And they, so number so, of wins. Yes. Yeah. And these over unders are yeah. nineteen wins higher already. Yeah. And so they, okay. the odds have already shifted heavily toward over. So that's something to keep in mind as you make mm. your picks. There's going to be a thousand two hundred thirty lessons this year as well. Then. Ooh. Yeah. I like okay, Tyloo. Okay. Enough is enough. My first pick, Derek. Man, can I get a drop? <laughs> Not after you slider, dude. That's oh. enough, Derek. I'm taking the Denver Nuggets over 52 and a half. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about parity last season. The Nuggets were the number one seed with just 53 wins. I'm actually shocked this, the, at this total for Denver. They're, they're bringing back their whole team. I know they lost Bruce Brown and uh, Calvin Booth wasn't too concerned about that. We could get into that. <laughs> I also looked up the previous uh, number one seeds and their win totals in like the last five years. Now, there's some like, I guess messiness because of the shortened seasons like pandemic and all this stuff but the year before phoenix had 64 wins as the number one seed mm. utah won 52 in a season where they played 72 games um pandemic shortened season the lakers were 52 and 19 warriors the year before that was 57 i think clearly denver is going to be a top team in the west um, i'm betting on them to finish first again and i think if they're finishing first coming off their championship season they're healthy They've got a solid group of guys, like 52 and a half. I feel like they're going to clear that easily. That's such a strange end to the season because the Raptors competed with them super hard and beat them once mm. and, and nearly beat them the second time, if not for um, some questionable officiating towards the end there. Uh, Shouts to Scott Foster, who ejected Scotty Barnes. Um, no, but seriously, like uh, they just like took it so easily towards the end of the season. And I do wonder like if they're A, going to do that again, or B, if they're going to... Well, they might do it again just because they're like, this worked really well for the playoffs. Like, we just took the last mm-hmm. month off, and then we won the title, right? But, I mean, at the same time, we know the quality of their team is much more than, what's the number, 52 and a half? 52 and a half, yeah. Yeah. There's also playing in Denver. Like, I feel like that just gives you an extra at least five games. Just, like, their home mm-hmm. records, like, even with a bad team. Obviously, this is a great team. Um, even with a bad team, like, they, they still have an incredible home court advantage, so... I like this one. And and the only and the only reason why they took it easy last year cuz like obviously they had the number 1 seed like yeah. pretty wrapped up. It only takes one team to like be chasing them this year and for them to not it. take the foot off the pedal, right? Yeah, and this was a situation where Nikola Jokic was tanking his own MVP votes. <laughs> Never seen a man tank his own MVP odds, but he kind of felt like it, right? Well, he, I, I he, won, he won the he won the thing that mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to Joel Embiid. What does that mean? The horse race? Because that's the only <laughs> no, thing that matters to him. No, he won the championship. Embiid got the MVP, but who cares? Yeah, he's got uh, his pie oh my that he's uh, keeping an eye on. He won the ball. Okay, so if you want the the case against this, yes. So I'm I'm with you. I like the Denver Nuggets. I, yeah. They don't to me look like a team that has the identity of a big regression candidate mm-hmm. or anything like that. And even losing Bruce Brown, um, you know, you're, you're replacing him with some interesting young players. Christian Brown is going to play more. Julian Strother has looked unbelievable mm. in preseason. Uh, Peyton Watson is a guy who could be a depth yep. guy there that I like. So I, I think they're going to be fine through that. The case against it would be, and, and Alex, this is kind of the counter to your number one seed thing, mm-hmm. of the last 22 champions, 16 have hit the under the next year. Generally, mm. the defending champion eases off a little bit in the postseason. The other thing would be that some of their underlying defensive performance last year looked a little bit fluky. Like opponents hit a crazy low percentage of their threes against Denver. And when you dig in, I mean, we generally speaking, teams don't have a great impact on, um, the, the, I, I put a chart in in my most recent Raptors piece at sportsnet.ca. You can control where the threes come from and how many threes an opponent has, but you don't have a lot of control over what percentage your, your opponent hits once they shoot them. 
and you dig into Denver, and so maybe they got a little fortunate there. I still think the positives outweigh those two factors. That would just be the case uh, against it here. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, I think too, like, like they just, I don't want to underestimate the fact that they went through that championship run too, right? Like, I feel like that, that kind of changes them. We saw that with the Raptors here too, like after their title run, even after, you know, Kawhi betrayed us and and went to the Clippers, but like, um, yeah, no, I I just, I really like this team. I, I just saw the 52 and a half and I was like, damn. All right. So second round back to Will Lou, you're on the clock. Uh, so with my second pick, I want to take the Golden State Warriors over. Um, Damn it. This is an aggressive one because Golden State only won 44 last year. The over here is, or the line is at 48.5. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say that they're winning at least five more than last year. Um, but there's just like, there was so much like just extra BS that went into last season. You mean obviously. a teammate punched another teammate? Right. One teammate in Draymond punched out Jordan Poole. They made a documentary apologizing to Jordan Poole, kind of. And then the, 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 you know, all that stuff leaked out. And then I think against the backdrop of that, I mean, obviously Poole was just kind of like off all season. Well, who on the Warriors can drop 41 in a preseason game, though? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Honestly, I, I, I think, you know, the Wizards are aiming for the preseason championship and the Warriors are aiming for the postseason championship. <laughs> it's on the line tonight. Raptors, Wizards are the two best preseason teams. <laughs> Yo, guys, you know what? You know what? Forget the in-season tournament. How about a preseason tournament? <laughs> a preseason? Oh, I can. Can I get you in on that, Blake? That's how we can <laughs> yeah. get the European teams to compete with the NBA teams. There you finally. go. Yo, yeah. tell tell Cans to fly back. Let's yeah. go. Uh, no, actually, they can stay wherever <laughs> they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Warriors last year, Jordan Poole was off. He's he's gone. Um, Clay was coming off of injuries, and he came into camp out of shape. He was worried because the year before that, he's coming off the injuries. He was working on a ton, and he got injured playing pickup. So the next time around, he was like really relaxing, trying to get into it. You know. During the course of the season, that really cost the Warriors a lot of games that year as well. Um, yeah, and then you bring in Chris Paul, who I know Chris is old and everything like that, but everywhere he goes, he raises the floor of the team. Yeah. And they, when you compare yeah. how responsible a player Chris is versus Jerome Poole, they're like the exact polar opposites mm-hmm. in terms of chaos. So I, I like this a lot. Plus, it's the Warriors. Like, their baseline should be a 50-plus win team. Um, so, Will, how much of this, obviously, I, th- I think, you know, their starting five is pretty straightforward, right? Chris Paul, Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson. Well, I mean, like, who their five best guys are okay, yeah, yeah, is straightforward. Right. So, yeah, maybe Chris Paul. I think they're just being silly, trying Chris Paul off the bench. Like, I don't think he's actually going to come off the bench. Um, Wiggins is in there as a starter, and then Draymond Green when he's healthy. So, um, we know what that looks like. Understand that Chris Paul said crazy that Clay Thompson had a bad start to last year and ended up shooting 41.2% on like more than 10 threes a game, yeah. like set a career high in, in made threes per game mm. while he was like verbally after every game being like, ah, I don't feel very good. Uh, I feel like I'm out of shape. And um, so he's that the next, he's the next Jeff Teague. That stuff is, <laughs> he's uh, like, I suck. is there now yeah. to win 50 games over the course of a regular season. When you have one of the oldest starting fives in basketball, yeah. you're going to need some, some depth to kick in here. Uh, Will, when you pick this over, how much of that is a bet on Jonathan Kaminga in year three here at age 21 being not only, I mean, we know he's going to be in the rotation, but making an impact in the rotation. I think it's going to be nice because he's going to play a lot of minutes with Chris Paul. And Chris has a very similar effect to Kyle Lowry where he, like, almost controls and manipulates you in a way where it's, like, he, he like, guides you either by force or by trick to, into doing the right things. So I, I'm thinking about the years where Kyle would, like, run an effective bench unit with, like, Baby Nagara, you know, um, as his, like, backup center. Uh, or, like, Terrence Ross back when he was, like, super up and down. So... I think he can do the same thing with Kaminga, and, and I think that, yeah, they're playing Kaminga a lot at small ball five. I, I don't mind that look. And they also have Dario Saric, who can kind of play 
a similar small ball five role, but in an entirely different way in terms of more his distribution, maybe even some shooting. Uh, Kaminga is definitely more like, you know, force going to the basket and things like that. But I actually like the squad. And I think that, yeah, you just cut out a lot of the BS that happened last year. That, that alone is going to get them um, over the top. I had a lot of conversations with Andy Liu over the summer, friend of the program. and uh, Personal conversations or basketball? Uh, both, actually. Oh, okay. we, we had like a five-hour dinner yeah. uh, in, 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 in SF and... Um, it's actually in San Mateo's, technically not. Uh, okay. SM. SM, yeah, SM, that's right. okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, he detailed a lot of the issues that went on in the organization. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they uh, rebound, be just, even just So you guys just swapped scoops on on. We actually teams? did. We're, he was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> what wrong it's with like the Golden Woj- State Warriors? It's like an Asian Woj and Shams meeting that took place over Hot Pot? Yeah, what's uh, going on? It actually was Hot Pot. I'm yeah, well, b- before, I let, <laughs> before I throw it back to Blake to make his pick, I mean, I just did some boy math on this about the Warriors. Like last year... The one thing that stood out was they were 11 and 30 on the road. And they just, like, could not win on the road. Like, this was a whole thing, right? Yeah. So they knew it was bad. No, they were 11 11 and 30. And they went 33 and 8 at home. They've always been a great home team under Steph Curry. So if I assume they go, let's, let's say they go 27 and 14 at home this year. And I will give them a bounce back with this new team. Go 22 and 19. On the road, I'm not asking for a lot. That's 49 wins right there. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm with Will. Like the 48 and a half does strike me as as low. It's also so. just easier to root for the Warriors, man. For me personally, I just like watching their style of basketball. So I, I just yeah. want to give myself extra incentive to, to root for the Warriors. <laughs> the so. house always gets you, bro. It's 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 actually Andy Lou. <laughs> I actually just want to root for Andy. All right, Blake Murphy, you're on the clock again. All right, so this one isn't as uh, as fun and playoff relevant as some of these other ones, but uh, punching down here, I'm going to take the under on the Utah Jazz. Mm. Oh, uh, nice. that, that line is at 35 and a half. They won 37 games last year with a, an underlying metric or, or a Pythag of 39 wins. So mm. this is a, a real regression case here for, for me to take the under. And, and I thought that, you know, it, I went a couple different ways on it because not only – did they win 37 last year with better underlying metrics? They also sold at the deadline and peeled back, right? Yeah. Like this is a team that probably could have been in the play-in mix if they really wanted to. However, when I dug in a little bit more, you know, that good start to the season was really the first three weeks of the year. Like they, they went were 10, 10 and, and three. And yeah. then they cooled off. Then they were just like average to average bad yeah. before getting like really yeah. bad down the stretch. Um, I look at some of the pieces and I just, I don't find it that convincing that they're a 500-ish team. Like, I think last year was a cool story. I think it's great that they were able to, you know, do that and find some value in Laurie Markinen and, you know, do something with Taylor Horton Tucker and Jordan Clarkson and stuff like that. But, like, I just named three-fifths of their starting lineup. Yeah. Like, that. those yeah. are not big names. And if it's not Jordan Clarkson, like, if he ends up coming off of the bench instead, Keontae George is going to start a point guard at 19 years old. Right. And point guard is the single position where – even if you're really good as a rookie, it takes a long time to make an impact on winning. So um, I don't want to be negative about these guys. They employ Chris Dunn, who everyone knows I'm incredibly fond of and still believe in. Uh, I just, I look at the pieces here. I look at the potential for them to maybe do what they did last year, where even if things are going decently well, Mm -hmm. you sell because it's not about this year. Um, So I, I think when those things add up and how good the, not even just the top, the top and middle of the West are, hard for me to see them getting to 36 wins. Yeah, this was the one I was I had on my list too. Um, and the only thing I would add to that, because you covered most of the points. Was Sorry. Just, but no, no, it's all good. Uh, 2024 first-round draft pick, they owe it to OKC, top 10 protected. So they have a really strong incentive to tank if they get close. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great point as well. And there are going to be a couple that come up on the Eastern Conference where, you know, those incentives either are or aren't there. And, and maybe that in, informs things for you. But that's always, uh, you know, the Raptors pick, of course, is owed top six protected. We're not going to talk about that necessarily this year unless the Raptors are like, really far down the standings but the yeah. a top 10 protected pick we're talking about like the Mavericks it's very duck, controllable yeah. the Mavericks ducked out of the play in last year because they owed the Knicks a top 10 protected pick and it, it worked out uh they they got to keep their pick exactly by doing that I think very it's a great point the Jazz could be in exactly that situation where not only are you selling timeline wise but yeah if you're at the door of the play and you'd rather not be in yeah yeah, I really wasn't sure about this jazz line, so I kind of just left it alone. But okay. my one note is, um, you know, I saw Andy Larson. He covers the jazz. Mm -hmm. He tweeted out the jazz locker room pregame music playlist uh, from yesterday's preseason game. Okay, let's hear it. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. Oh, what? Lincoln oh, Park. Mind. I'm taking over. Oh, Lincoln over. Park, In the End. Over. Lincoln over. Park, Numb. Over. No Numb Encore, over. though. And do, do you guys know this? Trapped? T -R oh, yeah. Headstrong? Is Headstrong. that the song? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, Derek, can I hear Headstrong on the way back um, on the next break? But, okay, so, yeah, I okay. guess it's my turn. That is really, they were, the Utah, the 2023 Utah Jazz are listening to a lot of alternative music while they watch wrestling in their parents' basement in 2004. <laughs> well, someone, what's going on someone here. Someone said that must have been Kelly Olenek controlling the playlist. Oh. So, my check out, yeah, my check out. All right, I'm going to make my pick, and then, and then we can take the break. So... <clears throat> I'm going to go with Dallas Mavericks, 44 and a half under. Wow. I looked at this team. Uh -oh. Listen, I respect, I respect Luca, but I look at this Mavs roster. I look, at, yeah. I look at the rest of the West, and I start going through the teams that I think are better than Dallas. Yeah. I think I could pick like nine teams, maybe 10. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, Doncic, you know, they got Luca, they got Kyrie. But after that, like, what do they really have? Like, how many blue chip young prospects do they really have? I, I like Green a lot as like right. a perimeter could, defender yeah, type he, he and, and like a okay. cutter. But yeah, that's yeah. not a guy who's helping with the scoring load. Right. And you need to see a good amount of offensive development for him to, you know. And yeah, I mean, they added Seth Curry and Grant Williams, which are not nothing. Sure. But yeah, if you're talking about how their big two matches up with other big threes, they're just, a big two with a supporting cast. Yeah, I just don't like their roster. And have we just forgotten that Kyrie has not worked out in every place he's been in? Well, have we forgotten that last year when Kyrie got traded to Dallas, that whole situation just didn't work out for them at all. They went mm -hmm. five and eleven when Kyrie and Luca played together. Yeah. And they put up great offensive numbers, right? No, they did. Yeah, and but it I, didn't work. Look, I I do have some hope that they can work it out because I do believe just talent alone that'll be better than that. But mm -hmm. it didn't really feel like anything they were doing were like they were synergizing off of each other. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I for example have a lot of faith, as I said earlier, in the Suns players being able to work off of each other. They all know how to all work off ball. These two are very Heavily on ball kind of guys. And, you know, I, I do feel like Kyrie, on, um, I, I believe in him. He's had some really, really strong seasons recently, but injuries have obviously gotten him as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, honestly, if Dallas makes the playoffs, essentially if Dallas hits this mark and hits the over, like I think Lucas should be in like MVP discussion. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, that's the big argument for it, right? It's like, well, you still have an MVP candidate and arguably, you know, a top three player yeah. in the world. What does that look like for you? But yeah, that's a, that's a lot on his shoulders and it hasn't worked out um, in other iterations. Of I this, just right? don't like this roster around him. I love the roster pre Kyrie around him a lot better. Yeah. To be honest. Just so, a big Dorian. Finney I just miss my guy, Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, you know, DFS. Not yep. to be confused with DF West. <laughs> um, I guess the other thing here, Will is, you know, we mentioned that they, they tanked to, 
maintain their pick last year. Now, they didn't end up picking 10th. They Mm -hmm. used that to get off of Davis Berton's contract and slid down to 12. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're a team that is trying to optimize right now against Luka Doncic uh, and your first-round picks are a Canadian prospect who we love and want to see do well in Omax Prosper. Omax is going to be good. And then uh, who was the other one? Derek Lively. Derek Lively. Yeah. Yeah, he's Um, not ready right now. Yeah, I was going to ask. Do you see, you know, you think, hey, they're a win-now team around Luka and they get two first-round picks. Mm. Are, are you thinking either of those guys make an impact for this team this year? I think Omax has a higher chance of it. Okay. Um, his path to be coming in in 3 and D, like best case scenario, probably be similar to OG when he was a rookie for us in Toronto. Uh, but Derek Lively, he just didn't really have a great season at all last year at Duke, and I just feel like he's just not really ready for this role. I mean, defensively, it's going to be such a big challenge having to cover up behind Luka and Kyrie. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. This yeah, I mean, a, they went out and got Rashawn Holmes to, to try to help sure, with that. And yeah. Dwight Powell, who obviously, again, we're, we're very Dwight fond Powell. of here. They're, they're trying to get the Canadian vote with Omax and Dwight Powell. It's just yeah, not yeah. a very All exciting right. roster, yeah. man. Yeah, like, there's just not very exciting. No, I actually agree with the under here. This is nice. So, we are going to take that break. Uh, just to recap, I have Memphis over. I have Golden State over. I should, I should say Memphis over 46 and a half. Golden State over 48 uh, and a half. Blake has Phoenix under the where are you guys at 51 and a half 51 and a half we have blake you also took jazz under jazz. 35 and a half yeah and then Alex. i've got the nuggets 52 and a half and uh over and mavericks under 44 and there you go okay so we're gonna take that break i've been your host willow you've been listening to the raptor show on the sports radio network diving deep into leaps raptors jays and nfl the jd bunkers podcast Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Everybody here in the studio is just vibing out to this song. What's it called again? Headstrong? Yeah, by Trapped. This T-R-A-P-T. Make sure you spell it right as you put it in your uh, music Playlist later. This is this is trapped music, yeah. is what you're telling oh, me. Oh yeah. wow! Well, I prefer LL Cool J. Head sprung. I was yeah. just gonna give a head sprung. Can I hear that? Can I hear that on the next break, Derek? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Yeah. All right. Back to the draft. <laughs> we are going to do our third and final round of the Western Conference. Will, you're back on the clock. With the third pick of this draft, um, I I want to take the Houston Rockets and I want to go under. Uh, I did not know we were going to talk about the Rockets. All right, let's go. So they're at 31 and a half. Um, they won 22 games last year. So mm-hmm. they're saying you got to win 10 more games than last year to to hit this over. Now, uh, the West is still extremely competitive. Mm. And if you really had to go through the rosters, and even with Houston making a lot of signings, I don't think the roster is like that much higher in terms of, like it's better than last year for sure. But is it 10 games better in this very competitive conference? I don't really think so. Now, of course, the mitigating factor is like they go from having just like nothing at point guard, that nothing reliable at point guard to Fred, who should be very reliable at point guard, at least to some degree. Um, Dylan Brooks is going to come in and, you know, provide some 3 and D. But what we're talking about like this, like they needed to really add a lot for me to add 10 more wins to this total because it just felt really aggressive. Again, they won 22 last year. The line is 31 and a half. That's by most of my argument is just, it's just way too big of a jump for adding Fred and Dylan Brooks. I understand. And sometimes when we do player additions, we have to make sure we subtract, right? Like the Grizzlies didn't just add Marcus Smart. They lost Tyus Jones in that in that mm-hmm. shuffle as well. The Houston Rockets did not lose anyone. This, these are pure additions. Like 
they gave 914 minutes last year to Dijon Nix, mm. who is now floating around on a two-way. They gave 800 minutes to Josh Christopher, who I think has been traded and waived like four times this offseason. They gave 600 minutes to Garrison Matthews last year. The Fox uh, News correspondent. That's yes. what I just, like, called him. <laughs> yes. Uh, so these are like, look, every bad team is going to have guys like that that you're giving too many minutes to. But I think, you know, the Fred and Dylan additions are pure additions They're, you're not okay. subtracting anyone and i think there's probably an element of they make things a little easier for jalen green and jabari smith jr um they also added jock lundale who you know given what their front court rotation looked like last year is, sports guy. is notable the sports um, guy <laughs> yeah uh they also added amen thompson and cam whitmore right so like there are more mm-hmm. good young pieces i think thompson is gonna be really good um right however away. No, not right away. Okay. I'm just saying these are a lot of things replacing Dyshawn Nix and Josh Christopher and Garrison Matthews and guys like that. So I I agree that it's probably too much too quick to jump them 10 wins, but it wouldn't surprise. This was a no play for me because okay. I, I could right. see it. Yeah, um, I'm riding with Blake on this. Um, now, first of all, you know, I would recommend you guys go play blackjack if you're thinking about betting over under on the Houston Rockets this year, but... There's a, we're there's, literally trying to see if he can make 21. <laughs> there's a, there is talent on this team, right? Uh, like yeah. we talked about the Mavericks, just the last segment, like the Rockets actually have guys that you can like get excited about. Like yeah, young guys. Yeah. Young guys. Who can get no, I get it. About. No, but like, I'm not, right listen, now, right now? I'm not touching that over under total. I'm just uh, with Blake in, in the sense that would it shock me if they won like the 10 more games, 12 more games, like it wouldn't shock me. Cause I do feel like there is an upside here. There is an upside. It's not just about adding Fred and Dylan Brooks. It's there's a lot of these young guys, and like, how much do you think about the coaching change? They've got a they got a new gaffer now, right? Ayime Udoka sure, yeah, is their yeah, gaffer. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> by the way, I, I watched the Beckham doc. So yeah. every time this year when we say head coach, I'm gonna say gaffer. gaffer. Which uh, yeah. which Rolls Royce did your family drive <laughs> you to school in when you were uh, an, a, a low income kid? It was a Lexus yeah. IS. Come on, guys. Uh, um, but yeah, so you know they got the new gaffer and Ayime Udoka. Like you figure, like there's gonna be, um, I don't know, a couple wins there. Like you, add, you start adding things up. I just feel like they're trending in the right direction. No, they're trending in the right direction, but the, I, I don't believe ten wins in this conference. No way. The Stay other away. one factor here with a lot of teams like this, you might think, well, they'll probably be sellers at the trade deadline. Um, the only vets they have, they just signed. So I don't think mm. they're selling Dylan Brooks or Fred VanVleet. They also will. To your earlier point, they don't own their own pick. Mm, that's true. So that's if they're one. fringy, yeah. they won't have an incentive to bottom out all the way. I still don't think that's enough, but I. Like when I went through it, I okay. was like, they might win 31 games and the over under is 31 and a half. So I just didn't feel, didn't feel all the way there. With all right. But I, this is also like the it. third, like this is your third round. It's a pick, good, it's so. a good line. It's yeah. a, it's a really good it's line. Also pretty, probably better for the show if we disagree once in a while. Yeah. So. We'll try, we'll try our best. Uh, Blake, you're on the clock. Not until oh. I hear the chime. Come on, Derek. All right, uh, so back to being a hater and taking a, a nice, Yo, fun team. three unders? Yeah, I'm the undertaker. I'm taking all the <laughs> you unders. Know, you actually are. Um, yeah, that's amazing. No, you don't, don't play the trap music. Play the, play the, the, the tomb, yeah, song, whatever the it gong. is. The gong. The gong? Yeah. Maybe not for It's going to be the law and order gong again. Yeah, wrong gong. Uh, okay, the Sacramento Kings won 48 games last year. Their over-unders set at 44 and a half. So this is a big bet on them coming down to earth a little bit. Mm. Um, I believe in what they did offensively for the most part. I don't know that they'll be the best offense of all time again. Generally, when I'm doing these things, if a team has been one of the absolute worst defenses in basketball for three years in a row, and there aren't a lot of arguments that they're going to be better at that end, 
that's a bit of a red flag for me just in a Western Conference where it's going to be so tough night to night. Uh, I, I just, I, you got to give me a little bit of defensive juice for me to be a, a big believer. The other thing is, while they are one of the younger rotations among the West playoff teams, uh, and you might see some upside there, they were like one of the healthiest teams we've seen in recent NBA history last year. And I think that over the course of 82, injury fortune can, can push you a couple wins higher. I just think there are too many things that, that could pull in the, uh, the slight wrong direction here. So I, I still think they're a play-in to playoff team, maybe 41, 42, 43 wins, but uh, 44 and a half, a little too rich for me. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see that. Like, this was, I considered it. Um, I think for me, I'm just like, I, I do believe that there is something good that they have going over there. And it's a young team. I feel like they're more likely to stay healthy up in the older teams. So I try to just stay away from this one. Also, you know, shouts to Jordy Fernandez, friend of the program. Mm. Just want to send my best wishes. One to of him. my favorite gaffers. Yeah, yeah that's right. Shouts Fu- to Jordy. Future gaffer. Jordy <laughs> I love this bit already. Right. Yeah, uh, this one was really tough for me. I mean, I had on my sheet as an over. I just feel like I like everything that they had last season. I think it's, it was good for them to get that playoff experience. You're obviously round. a huge uh, Sasha Vizenkov guy, as, oh, as we've learned. That's that's one of my make-or-break players in the West yeah. this season. I mean, um, he's what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do think, like this table was five <laughs> seconds in after I spilled coffee after going live. I do think if this works and if I'm proven wrong on this yeah. one, the guy who's going to do it is Keegan Murray. I, I like mm, Keegan sure. Murray a lot. Yeah, I like Will, that. Will, you yeah. see him taking, uh, you know, obviously coming off of a, a very strong first season but uh, another step for him in there somewhere yeah i think so i mean i i only hesitant in the sense that like the team is largely the same so i'm not necessarily seeing where the increased offensive uh, responsibilities are coming from but i mean everything we saw in year one was great um he's great size um could definitely hit the three really well i mean in the game that we saw in the preseason game against the raptors he was coming off of screens and like shooting them right off the catch after you know flying around the screen like for a guy who's like six nine six ten almost to be doing that is very impressive to me. So, um, yeah, I believe in him as a player. I think there's probably more potential there defensively as well. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's probably the one thing. If they if they made a trade in season to get more defense, I would like this team a lot more. Um, but even still, it's a, it's a good mix. So Yeah. All right. So, I guess it's uh, – all right. I'm making my third pick now. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, you know, when, when I was looking at the Kings, you know, they were 44 and a half along with the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, and, and the Thunder. Like, mm-hmm. that was the hardest part of the West for me to figure out because, you know, figure a couple of these teams. I mean, a lot of these teams you can make, make the case for. You're not going to take the but, Clippers over? I thought you had them like your championship pick. That's a different segment. Man. Oh, okay. Um, so... <laughs> I don't understand. Well, I don't trust them to win anything in the regular season okay. or the playoffs, to be honest. You know what? I'm going to go with the OKC Thunder 44 and a half over. Nah. I, you know, if if you're telling me, like, see, this is the same way I looked at the Dallas Mavericks. It's like, okay, they got this top, like, what, top three player in Luka Doncic. How does the rest of the roster look? Um, For me, when I look at OKC, you know, if you think Shea has made that leap and is in that, I don't know, top 10 range, I think there's enough talent on this team. They won 40 games last season. You're you're saying that they're going to make a slight jump. Five games is a slight jump? For me, yeah. I, I love, like, they're, they're adding Chet Holmgren to the team. Like, you know, their underlying metrics suggested a 44 win team last yeah, year. That's right. They were unlucky in the clutch last year. That's yeah. right. That's or right. Or they just weren't ready in the clutch, yeah. if you prefer. I yeah. just don't feel like this is asking a lot for this team to get into the conversation of maybe becoming this year's, like last year's Sacramento Kings, like a 45 to 48 win team. I, I see the talent there. I don't, I don't really buy into 
them being good right away defensively. That's one of they my were concerns. Top ten last year, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When you watch the they games, did like, a, there were the a lot good of good like, version of the Raptors defense. This is for sure, a lot of deflections, a lot of switching. I think now that they have Chet Holmgren available, that's going to help them a little bit more. I mean, I think he is going to be a, a nice addition for them for sure because he is exactly the style of player you need to see. Mobile five, can stretch it out, create his own offense, definitely block some shots. Um, Spicy player too, man. Going back and forth with Wemby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I like it. But I mean, overall, like I just, I don't know. Five more wins, like is that? Is that just? It's basically, it's mostly just like regression and internal improvement. If, if you want to know my full thinking, I was like, I looked at New Orleans and Minnesota too. I'm like, which one of these teams am I betting on to be over 44 and a half? And I don't trust New Orleans because of the okay. injuries, and I don't don't trust the Timberwolves. I don't think. I, I don't like that Timberwolves team. So I went with the yeah. Thunder, and I'm going with the over. The it, It's a tough one because – so there is – they won 16 more games last year. They took a 16-win yeah, yeah, jump. Yeah. Historically, when a team takes that big a jump, there is not a subsequent jump right away. Like, mm. they almost did two seasons' worth of jump mm. at once, right? Okay, is like Shea going to be better than the first Canadian ever other than Steve Nash to make all-NBA first team and get an MVP votes? Like, he might be. Um, and here's the other thing. When you're talking about projecting this team forward, of the top 11 guys who got minutes for them last year, Kenrich Williams was the only one older than 24. Mm -hmm. Like, they are returning just nothing but young guys with upside and adding Chet to that. They brought in Micic uh, to, to add to that as well. Yeah. Um, it, so I, I can see it, and the underlying metrics being stronger last year. It just, yeah, the fact that it's such a... It's another jump after such a big jump last year is just... It's tough. I, I'm rolling with it. Man. Yeah, Hard. I uh, I would have probably a slight lean toward the over, but this yeah. was a this was a stay away for me as well because it's it really does feel like my brain against my heart yeah. here. Like I want them to win <laughs> 45, 46 games. That's kind of why I was kind of like, it feels like this is a team everyone wants to buy in on. Everybody wants to jump in on and say like this is going to be the next hot thing, and mm -hmm. these guys going to be the next. Well, I guess it's going to be the next OKC really because that's kind of <laughs> what it was. Um, and I can certainly see the argument for that. Like, I love mm -hmm. so much of their talent. Like, it is fun watching Josh Giddy uh, with his, like, no jumping, like, push floaters and odd angles and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, his his grittiness in, in the paint, surprisingly. And, and, and Jalen Williams, the wing one, is, is like, just... He's honestly he's such a one. <laughs> he's such a great athlete. Like, the wing you, one you is just great, watch man. his body, is, is, uh, the way he moves is, is excellent. Um but I don't know. Like I just, I, I, I feel like this is almost a bit of a narrative kind of inspired thing where it's like mm. everybody wants to buy in so badly, so everyone's like naturally enthusiastic. I think I, no. Listen, I agree with you guys. I think this one's really tough. But mm -hmm. I love hitting on sixteen when I play blackjack. Mm. So this is also, like hitting on sixteen. Let's it's, roll. It's also a weird one where like they are obviously a trendy pick to like them and, and be entertained by them and have them high on your league pass ranking and stuff. But like a lot of like smart NBA people have like when they're doing an exercise like this have faded them. And I'm like, now I kind of think it's gone too far the other way. Like, mm. everyone's being too careful mm. and not... Like, they've gotten too much buzz. Yeah. They got too much buzz. And then everyone was like, back. no, 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 it's too much buzz. Yeah. Scale back, scale back. And now we've yeah. scaled it back too far. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is a, this is a tough one. You have more guts than me to, to play the, I'm riding with the it. toughest one on the board, let's I think. Let's gamble, boys. So, this is officially the team of the ringer, by the way. Oh, yeah? Okay. He's definitely really no, it's the, the Celtics are always the team okay, of the ringer. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just different. That's different. That's different. <laughs> they have like, eight Atlantic Division beat writers and, <laughs> like, steer it for the rest of the league. None of the ringers should get to vote for All-NBA is my hot take. First hot take of the day. So we got some time before the end of the segment. Obviously, we didn't cover all the teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to I ask you guys. You know, I brought up Minnesota, yeah. 44 and a half. Yeah. Pelicans, 44 and a half. I want to hear your thoughts on either of those teams. 
Yeah, I, um, if I had to pick one of those, I'd probably pick Minnesota under. I just like still don't necessarily like the makeup of the roster. Uh, are we not really going to draft the rest of these? Because I was gonna, I was, I was very happy that the Lakers fell to me in round four. I was going to take. I mean, the we could just rapid fire them. Let's rapid fire them. All right. So yeah, yeah, you're, are you're are you're particularly up. interested in the, 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 the my, my Timberwolves or Pelicans thoughts? Because <laughs> sixty seconds on all these. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take the Lakers over. Uh, Lakers line is forty-seven and a half, mm. which is surprisingly modest uh, for. Uh, the Lakers, you know, I feel like everyone overbets this team, kind of like everyone overbets the Knicks. But um, no, I, obviously the Lakers last year um, started really poorly. They had historically bad shooting. The Russell Westbrook thing wasn't really working out for them. Obviously, they turn it around. They finished up 43 wins. Um, so they need to win like five more games here. But at the same time, like they made five games worth of improvements in terms of balancing out the roster. Rui Hachimura coming in was was a really nice piece for them. We'll see if he could shoot the same way he did in the playoffs in the regular season as well. But you know, I think that there's a real special project there. You know, LeBron took him under his wing, called him um, uh, his... Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, that's fine. Um, and that's then... fine, not that's racist? Okay. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. Right. Uh, so wait a second, wouldn't wouldn't LeBron be Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, yeah, this, this, this is what he said. This is oh, what he said. Okay. He son in yeah. this case. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, I mean, you have... Shouts to Takashi. Shouts to Takashi, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Um no, it's just a more balanced roster. They have more shooting, they have more depth, mm-hmm. um, and they also have a really good defense, which I do believe in. And that for me, that's always my baseline. Like, if you have a really good defense, yeah. I'm willing to bet the over on you. So. Rapid fire. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> right. You're yours. Uh, my my next pick then would be uh, Clippers under. It's not one I feel super <laughs> no, strongly really about. Um, look, I told you guys there are two. When they, if you add up the over unders, there are too many wins. There are way too many wins being given out in the over under things. Under Phoenix, uh, someone, under Utah, under Kings, Yeah, under I have Clippers. the Clippers down for 44 wins. I just, okay. look, right. consider me skeptical that in 1,230 NBA games this year, there are going to be 1,250 wins. I just don't, yeah. the math okay. doesn't make sense right, to me. Right. Um, and I think the Clippers are, you know, they're championship aspirations. They're not with Kawhi and PG and, and a very old supporting cast around them, by the way. Like Robert Covington is 33 now. Russ is 35. Batum right. is 35. Um, they're old. Like That's why Terrence he, Mann is this like shining young prospect. And he's 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, 27 in LA is uh, is 22. Even Norm's else. 30. Would Terrence Mann be the third best player on the Mavericks if we went there? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Um, he is good though. Like, okay, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Spurs under 29 and a half. I just okay. think they're gonna manage Wemby's minutes. Not a season where they're trying to win all the games. And I only picked them just to get off my hot take. Spurs are gonna win a title with Wemby within three years. Oh wow! So you're saying that they're gonna win. 20-ish games this season, yep. and then two years from now, they're, they're going to have the two thunder jumps, 16 wins, and then Hot 16 take. wins. Hot take. Tim Duncan career are coming. You know what? Honestly, Hot take. That's, that's kind of nice. I like that. All right, for my last pick then, uh, who do we even have? Portland, Minnesota, and New Orleans. Okay, I'll take I'll take under on Minnesota. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't want to bet on Towns. I'm going to bet you, against they, Towns. They had that's a it. fight on the bench, uh, you know, heading into the play-in, yeah. and they brought everyone back. You don't want Kyle Anderson, Team Team China member, to hear hear uh, this, bro. Lee, Lee Kyer, um, based on what I saw in the World Cup performance, uh, zero wins for for the national program at pool play. So I'm gonna take the under here. All right, uh, for my last one from the West, I'm gonna take the over on the New Orleans Pelicans. It's at 44 and a half. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Zion's health is a monster question here. Uh, they have played at a 48 win pace when yeah. Zion's in there. Um, so this is a bit of a risky bet on Zion being Zion. They're also very injured to start the season uh, with Trey Murphy and Herb Jones and a couple other guys uh, dealing with stuff. Um, so it might not be the smoothest, but we're talking about the second last pick in the round here. So Yeah, weren't they like the number one seed at one point, like early in the season when yeah. Zion was like healthy? 
Yeah, they were 17 and 12 with him, and they were about a 48 to 50 win pace when they had him before as well. Yeah. Um, So. Okay. Um, I guess I'm Portland. Oh, my God. All you got is Portland. I'm left with Portland at 28 and a half. (laughs) I'm outsourcing this. Uh, Can you guys make this pick for me, please? Make an argument for me. How do you even predict this team? Because we're talking about an incoming rookie who's obviously going to get a ton of minutes at point guard, which does make you a little skeptical, even though everyone likes uh, Scoot Henderson. Um, You have so much, like, change around him that you have no actual identity that you like you don't we don't know how they're gonna play on offense how they're gonna play on defense who's gonna start who's gonna come off the bench who's gonna get traded midseason it's a complete shot in the dark but it does seem way too messy and i'm gonna say under probably yeah i'll take the under i I think they're gonna be decent and and they're gonna be a lot of fun but you look at some of the pieces they're still holding after the dame trade after the drew trade they're gonna be they they are the number one team i'm circling to be a seller Mm. at the trade deadline so even if they start out and the pieces are fitting and it's working a little better than we may be expected, they're going to pull the shoot on it to the right. best they can. They're not going to get in the way of these guys developing and, you know, playing tons of minutes and stuff like that if they're good. But they are, you know, if they're too good, they're going to trade pieces away and they're going to, you know, sit whatever vets they have left. Yeah, yeah 28 and a half now that you guys put in that context seems really high They won, for this team. They won 31 last year and Dame played more than you would maybe think. Right, yeah. right. Is right. Jonathan Williams back? <laughs> they could bring him back if they want to tank. Do you think Williams should be the number one tank? All right, I'm officially taking the under if JR is uh, tracking. First round pick. Yeah, if I have to ask you both really quickly, because for me, my lock out of my picks, and I have Memphis over 46.5, Golden State over 48.5, Houston under 31.5, Lakers over 47.5, Minnesota under 44.5. I'm going to take my lock is going to be Memphis over. Uh, Blake, if you had a lock for yours. Yeah, I'll say Suns under. I took it as my first pick. It okay. better be my lock. Yeah, right. I would take Denver. We were saving that for a sponsored segment at the end. Appreciate you. Oh, okay. Well, that's all good. We can uh, we can revisit that for the Eastern Conference. But we're going to take a quick break. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Still picking over-unders for the season, this time for the Eastern Conference with my co-host, Alex Wong and Blake Murphy. Alex, again, for the podcast listeners, you don't get the music choice, so that's why you got to watch or listen live. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you for taking me back to 2005. Is that is that this era, 2005? Maybe a little bit earlier than that, so... Yeah, anyways, back to you, Will. We're drafting the Eastern <laughs> okay. Conference, and right. you're up. No banter, none at all. <laughs> all right. Hey, hey, no, by the way, actually, even though Derek's played the drop, do you guys need 60 seconds on the Raptors signing Justice Winslow? Yeah, I'm going to swing the ball to Blake in the yeah. corner. I'm going to swing it right to Blake as well. <laughs> 60 <laughs> seconds is about all I, I'll need. I'm a longtime Justice Winslow believer. The Raptors signed him today. They waived McCour Maker. Uh, this is not a Raptors-oriented move, though. Justice Winslow is headed to, you know, in talking to people, he's going to be headed to the 905. This is an Exhibit 10 deal. Hmm. This is about coming off of a, a couple of seasons where he's really struggled to stay on the court. He's had some shoulder stuff. He had a, a very bad and complicated ankle injury last year. This is about him getting back onto the court in an environment where he could show, hey, I'm healthy. Hey, this is what I can do and be on the radar for NBA teams. Possible that's on the radar for the Raptors later. He is a six foot nine guy who can't shoot but can play make and defend a bunch of positions. He's kind of the typical Raptor, even though he's not a Raptor. But yeah, this is about him getting in a good position to showcase for the rest of the NBA. He'll be doing that down with 905 if everything goes to plan. Yeah. Okay. That's that's those yeah. are my thoughts too. Other than 
I remember when we were facing Justice Winslow at center in 2016. Do you mm-hmm. guys remember that? Oh, was, yeah. I think it was a rookie then. This is when JV got hurt and then Whiteside got JV hurt? JV got hurt. Whiteside got hurt. It was Bismack, Bismack Biombo. I mean, Chris Bosh was out, obviously, too. Yeah. It was Chris. Yeah. It was like Bismack Biombo versus, uh, yeah. Yeah, Winslow and also McRoberts. Remember yeah, McRoberts? The, the, yeah. Yeah, Josh McRoberts. I yeah. actually I thought for a second when they played Can the other day, yeah. Cans, and I saw Josh Roberts on an Australian right. roster. I was like, wait a second. You thought he dropped Josh the Mick Roberts? Did he drop the Mick? Yeah, he's denounced his Irish heritage. And yeah. Uh, yeah well, that, this um this move just proves it's a make or miss league. Here's guys. here's how know. bad it got for <laughs> Miami in that series, by the way. You know who else played center for them in that series? Uh, Udonis Haslam played real minutes, mm. and Amari Stoudemire what? played oh, some wow. minutes for the wow. Heat in that series. I did he not. He played 31 minutes in he that series on, and started twice. He was on the Heat. I don't. I don't remember this era at all. It's the, the Raptors conference, but like right oh, before yeah, we hopped yeah, in a ugliest, Greyhound, yeah, yeah, head down to Cleveland. The ugliest seven-game series I've ever watched. Amari Stoudemire Still. started two of those games. Hey, but shouts to Kyle Lowry Game 7. That was amazing. <laughs> he had like 35 yeah, points. Yeah, but that was after watching two weeks of like terrible basketball. Yeah, but you know. Anyways. It was worth it. Shouts to Eric Spolstra. All right. <laughs> clock again for Will. We're finally, we're drafting Eastern Conference over unders yeah, yeah, yeah. in the second hour. Will, you are up first. Okay, so for my first over, I want to take for Indiana. your first over? You're Sorry. not even pretending like you might take an <laughs> under. No, no, I'm, just off, I'm, just, I'm just optimistic in general, man. Uh, Indiana, 38 and a half. Um, okay, Wolfond. No, I just like this team. What can I say? Like, they have incredible depth. I think it's going to be really important because they're going to want to play really, really fast up and down. They probably play at the quickest pace in the league, if I had to say. They have a lot of point guards able to really that style mm. um i think they still obviously have a pretty glaring need for a bigger wing uh that feels like a trade that they can make in season for example um like for example this is a very logical toronto trade partner uh if toronto were to sell which i um never think will happen under Masai. they neither buy or sell <laughs> they <laughs> we just, hold <laughs> we are the window shoppers uh actually play window shopper when we come back from the next break well 50 cent thank you um that's for Bobby and Masai. But no, seriously, yeah, 38 and a half. I just really believe in this team. Hmm. Uh, last year, they won 7-19 and 19 without Tyrese Halliburton in the lineup. If he just has a slightly healthier season than last year, I think they get to this mark. They were very competitive. They beat the Raptors three times last year. Um, and yeah, I just really believe in them. There's also, in addition to, you know, obviously there, there is not perfect continuity here because they're adding Obi Toppin and and Brown. Uh, those are nice additions. But yeah, they're yeah. also, despite that, uh, one of the highest teams in something that John Schumann at NBA.com measures every year, continuity ranking. Mm. Uh, they have 85% of the minutes that were played last year mm. still on the roster this right. year. So when we're looking at young teams especially, that can be something that gives you an edge, especially early in the season. They don't have to learn new schemes, new rotation patterns, new guys. Like, yes, Brown and Toppin, but those guys are kind of in get in where you fit in right. mode. So I, I do think, especially early in the year, this could be a team that, yeah, looks like they're on a, a 500 pace or better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any disagreement here um, for the three of us. You know, if you're looking at the Eastern Conference, you're looking at that kind of cluster of teams that might make a jump this year. I think Pacers are the clear pick. So wouldn't shock me if this is like a 42, 42 to 44 win team type. I could see it. Yeah. So great yeah. pick, Will. Okay, thank you. All yeah. right. Give What's me your Bet Rivers credit. I want to put some money on the uh, Pacers. But yeah, by the way, last year they're at 35 wins. So essentially we need them to win four more games. I think they could yeah. do that. Oh, I, like that. I mean, Halliburton's health. Yeah. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. so. I like that. All right, Blake, you're on the clock. 
I'm going to uh, go off brand here. I'm going to take an over to start. Oh, wow. We're talking about regular season performance here, right? We're not talking about the playoffs. You're going to take my pick. I know it, man. Well, which head coach has prioritized winning every single regular season game, even Ooh. if it means playing their guys a little bit more? You're which talk- wow. which franchise superstar is defined by wow. being an MVP in You're the regular season? You're talking about the former gaffer of the Toronto yes. Raptors. Oh, you could tell who has a media request in. <laughs> Nicky Nurse. Interview that gaffer next week. Yeah. Um, although I'm phrasing this negatively as if uh, like they're no, going to only optimize for the regular season. Good, man. You'll uh, be look, hearing from his burner account soon. Look, if this were an over-under for a second-round playoff series set at three-and-a-half wins, I would take the under mm. on the Philadelphia 76 mm. series. But, uh, ooh, ouch. Their, ouch. Their win total is at 47-and-a-half, which would be uh, – so if you were to bet the under, that's a seven-win drop from last year. That's a five-win drop from their underlying metrics. Um, some of the projection systems aren't super – robust on them but even the ones that are negative like kevin pelton at espn um you know nate silver over at his sub stack now instead of 538 they both had them coming in at exactly 47 wins Mm. but that's like the the most negative outcome you can find is they missed their win total over under by half a win um i know there's the james harden question over this but i think that they did a good job addressing some of their depth concerns i think kelly Oubre is a nice cheap addition getting danny green back is cool i think nick nurse is an upgrade in the coaching position and joel Embiid is joel Embiid. we're hearing that you know as we kind of reevaluate what exactly load management means and should look like that maybe this is your joel Embiid plays a little bit more too mm. um they're even with the james harden shadow hanging over everything I think this is a team that should do damage over the course of the regular season. A okay. seven-win drop seems too extreme, so I'm taking the over on 47.5. Wow. I, I know, Alex, I, I know you want to take the under on this. So. No, I had them under, and yeah. I think, I mean, I totally get all of Blake's points, and but, you know, I'm an irrational hater, yeah, yeah. and I, I think I just look at the Sixers situation. I think when you look at the over-under, sometimes, like, you're pushed by, like, the narratives, like, for at least for me personally, that I believe in, and it's like, I think they have huge, like, a season from hell potential, like, I, I think we just got to stop neglecting the fact that, hey, like, just because they went through this with Ben Simmons, like, it's a huge thing for their second best player to be in this situation coming into the season without knowing what you're getting back. And, like, what you're getting back might be, like, Terrence Mann, um, which is not that exciting for me. I know I know it's been talked about that Joel is going to play more during the regular season. I wonder, though, like, they've talked about their playoff failure so much, and this team's defined by their playoff record. Like, is Nick going to use these regular season games more as, like, 82 practices, figure out different schemes? It's Paul like, Reed time. Like Mo maybe. Bamba time. You Paul, know, he's been talking to Paul Reed, man. Paul Reed, the only guy slinging T-shirts That's on, my on G Twitter. League MVP. <laughs> that is my G League MVP, Paul Reed. No, but I wonder. It's like how much, again, I always go back to how much are they going to value the win-loss or, like, I don't know. Like, and, and if Harden is not there, I get playing and beat more. But don't you want to manage him a little so then he's no longer, like, you know, two hands on his knees by game two of the first round against the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, like, in, I feel like at some point they got to think about that too. In theory, yes. I just don't think that given what we know yeah, about yeah. this team and this front office yeah. and this head coach and this personnel, I just, I don't think that they're actually yeah. like, cause my, my other hot take is that the Sixers are going to be a play in team this year. Oh. Um, and, and the way I look at it, the way, the other thing, I know you can't project injury, but the way I look at this is like this is the team at the top of like the top six in the East that can least afford an injury to right. their best player. If Embiid is out, this is like a what twenty win roster. Yeah, like 
So, like uh, you, look at, you look at Cleveland, you look at Milwaukee, you look at Boston. They're all they can all sustain. They can all handle one injury. No team long-term. with the MVP ever can sustain an injury to the MVP. No, but I just don't like the rest of their roster. That's I'm not. Fine. I'm not that excited. So there's, that's my hater well, don't take. Worry. Neither of us will be doing the Nick interview if it comes to it. It'll, it'll be Blake. So it's all good. It's all good. Can't show my face of that man. No I should have been. I should have been more yeah, careful with how I phrased that over that. I should have been just excited about it instead of well, they'll fail in the playoffs, but. <laughs> I like that. All right, I'm on the clock. Derek, where are you at? Okay, I'm going to take Cleveland Cavaliers 50 and a half over. Yeah, this one was brought to you by Joe Wolf. Brought, cool. Influenced by Joe Wolf on, on the show earlier this week. You know, the Cavs, very disappointing in the playoffs last year. They really disappointed Will, especially Evan Mobley. Um, but, you know, they, they won 50. You think Cleveland's cool? They won 51 games. They added my guy, Max Struess. And my guy, George's Niang. Mm. Did they add anyone else that was of significance? That's pretty much it. That's, yeah. yeah. They're bringing back their team, though, right? Like the rest of yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, they got their bigs who got boxed out for every game in the playoffs. But again, not a playoff conversation. You know, I think this is a young team. And I think they're primed to repeat what they did last year in the regular season. And I think there's huge motivation, like Wolf mentioned, for this team to try to maybe, I don't know, go for the top seed. So I, I look at this total. This total just jumped out at me. I think I think the Cavs are going to clear this easily. Yeah, I like their defense a lot. Um, that's always what I look at if I'm going to look at if the team's going to hit the over or not. Um, I mean, this is also a team that is under a lot of pressure. I, I, I do kind of feel like Donovan Mitchell is a bit on the clock. Like, it's not discussed all that much, but I don't really see him as a long-term fit in Cleveland. So they want to get the most out of the situation as possible. And... Yeah, I mean, like, it's a fairly young core, young and healthy core as well, which I think that really benefits them. So I, I see this as quite likely. Um, I don't like their depth as much, but, I mean, I haven't really liked their depth in previous seasons either. They've gotten more offensively focused. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, even that. I mean, hopefully the three-point shooting really does help them because they definitely lack that three-point shooting from uh, the, the three position. But then again, how does that affect their defense, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're swapping on Isaac Okoro, who obviously isn't a good three-point shooter despite the fact that he actually hit – an okay percentage last year, pretty much being left wide open all the time uh, before he completely faded in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they're still like a big wing short. Like, they're definitely an OG and OB away from, like, being uh, capable of winning more than one round in the playoffs, if, if that. But uh, regular season-wise, this is a hard team to beat for sure. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys on that one. And to the to the depth point, you know, Ricky Rubio being away from the team to focus on his mental health is a, a loss. But given what his role was last year, it's more of a loss on the, the chemistry and leadership side than the actual depth side. So um, notable, but but not something I'm going to sink them for. I, th- I think this one really just comes down to me, for me, that they were the number two team in the regular season last year by net rating, by, mm. you know, what we'd project the record for. And if you, even if you want to split that up by, hey, were they just beating up on the bottom of the East? They were actually the number six team against top 10 teams as well mm. in net rating. So right. I just think what they did was sustainable over uh, another 82 here. So I'm with you guys. All right. Yeah. Like Jeezy's paying LeBron. Paying Dean I'm Wade. paying Dean Wade, bro. Um, what was the one you texted <laughs> the me the other day from the Crush version of that? Jeezy's paying LeBron. I'm, I'm paying James Wade. James Wade, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Shouts to the new assistant gaffer. Um, <laughs> William Liu. You're back on the clock. We're drafting Eastern Conference over-unders brought to you by Bet Rivers. Yeah, I'm actually very, very happy that this fell to me because, you know, I'm look, I'm wearing a Toronto uh, sweater with the Raptors logo on it. It's the Raptors show. There's Raptors singing everywhere. I mean, I got to take the Raptors. You know, I already, I already said, like, in previous episodes, I think 36 and a half is just a little bit too low for this team. I'm before, sorry. Before I let you... 
get into this. Yeah. In your life, have you ever taken Raptors on? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, I just I just over has <laughs> hit nine of the last eleven. Which seasons. is fair, but there that that, that doesn't. We need the Will Lou context on this, so go oh, ahead. Will okay, Lou. yeah, great, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. It's like when Simmons picks the the over for the Celtics. Uh, but no, seriously though, I, I think Toronto is just uh, just much better than thirty six and a half. I'm sorry, like the talent here is good enough to at least replicate what they did last season which was 500. Um, I felt like so many things really went wrong for them. There's a really strong defensive base. I'm liking everything that Darko was saying about sort of how he wants to play that defense. Adding Jakoproto midseason didn't really get too priced into in terms of their win total last year, but I do feel like it will be more reflected in their total this year. He's going to be really important to what they do. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm buying into the Scotty Barnes like breakout. I think that's going to be a big part of sort of what takes them over potentially what they did last season at 41 wins. But we're not talking, even if they do 41 wins last year, we're talking to them at 36 and a half. Like, that's way too low. I get the shooting concerns. I get the spacing concerns. But, like, I mean, there's just, I, uh, for me, this is a talent play. And this is too uh, too strong of a team. They're going to win a lot of possession battle, even without Nick's sort of, like, um, very, like, skewed strategy with that. Um, they're still a team with tremendous athletes. And I mean, it's slightly, their depth is slightly better as well. But again, like even if they did what they did last year, they're already like five games over. So Yeah, they're like what? They're a 36-win team that every team in the league wants all their players at the trade deadline? Like mm. they can't be that bad. And I think that this is... Okay, Masai. You know, yeah. <laughs> that actually is the Masai slogan. Yeah. And then um, he hangs up. Yeah. But it's true. Like you guys all have friends that cover other teams. And I don't know what your DMs are like, but mine are like every time there's a negative Raptor headline, it's like, hey, do you think we could get OG for this or Pascal for this? Like... Philadelphia 76ers friends, I'm sorry, you're not getting Pascal Siaka for James Harden. Like it's not a what? It's not <laughs> my, a, my a DMs. Thing. My DMs were yesterday. Were was Blake wearing a Vancouver Canucks jersey? Because yeah. that's my favorite jersey. Yeah, I, I was, got one of those yesterday. Pavel Burry. Um, but no, this is like so the four games last year in a season where a lot of stuff went wrong. They significantly underperformed their underlying metrics. Right. They were. Look, part of this is the system that allowed a ton of corner threes, but even isolating for that, they were pretty unfortunate in terms of, again, back to our earlier point, you don't have a ton of control over which threes go in. You just have control over how many a team takes and where they come from. They were pretty outlier unfortunate on opponent three-point shooting, which is extra difficult when you can't hit any yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think, yeah, the swing from, uh, hey, this looked like a 45-win team and everyone was so disappointed that they only won 41, so let's knock them down to 36, is just, uh, yeah, a little... Mm. A, and to your point about the talent, Will, Kevin Pelton over at ESPN um, does his you know player projections in terms of your on-court impact. And it's not the, you know, it's not the be all end all of a way to evaluate players, but Toronto, Boston, and Memphis are the only three teams that have five guys who are plus one point per hundred possessions or more. And that's, you know, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you have five guys who are all adding yeah. additive per hundred possessions, Toronto, Boston, and Memphis are the only, certainly it's not the best top five in basketball, but it might be the deepest top five relative other than Boston and Memphis. So uh, the top end talent is, is there to, I think, yeah, be a 500 yeah. team. This is me taking the over on my own personal happiness. Yeah. Mm. So. Again, the house always gets you. Um, give me the scenario, though, where the Raptors come in under. What would have to happen? They sell at the deadline. Yeah, that's the one scenario for yeah. you guys, that, yeah. that they would not win 36 But as games. Masai said, uh, the trade deadline is not a good time to make roster decisions trade deadline doesn't neither exist is the, neither is july <laughs> no, and neither is September. trade deadline doesn't exist free agency doesn't exist anymore yeah. guys yeah like none of these things it's exist just waiting for Kawhi to ask for a trade again and then to intercept that trade <laughs> and that was like mid late july after summer league was mm, i remember those yeah because mm -hmm. uh there was that awkward demar confronting him and summer league and 
uh, Nick, who was just hired as new head coach, and he was like, we're going to challenge DeMar to sh- play better defense and shoot more threes and, and also buy because you're going to San Antonio, buddy. <laughs> and I'm like that at a tough. practice in summer league, and Bobby Webster walks out on his phone. Which and one? I, uh, and yeah, that's and, and he just like points and then security like tackles me. It's like I'm kidding. Well, oh, but that's, that, happened, Alex. that's how secretive it was. <laughs> it, yeah. it almost got there. Yeah. But no, right. the, the big thing is like this. And I think this is why the win total is like kind of artificially low is if you play out all the scenarios where the Raptors could be really good mm-hmm. and all the scenarios where they could bottom out the there is a more clear path to well, things didn't go that well and they sold. Sure, sure. Even if they don't own their own pick unless. Yeah. And I feel like we always know the Raptors better than the Vegas line sets the Raptors. Like it's there's yeah, always sure. a dis no, no, there's always sure. a disconnect That's there. Same was when I took them over for Tampa. Same <laughs> when I said they were gonna win like fifty five games last year. Look, the uh, over in Tampa is my fault. I was literally the only person who got to go there and see what it was like. And I should have told everyone the vibes were too yo, off we from a, day we one. We need like a whole segment next week where you just tell us uh, how bad it was in Tampa. Because <laughs> as, as someone who was physically in the building for those. We also need to revisit the bubble in general. The bubble was just hilarious. Yeah. Um yeah. anyways, What's I'm the on the clock. Pick? Derek. Give me Wait, the music. Is Blake on the clock? I'm on the clock. Oh, sorry, guys. We have a trade to announce. <laughs> yeah, Alex is staying. Are you yeah, sorry, James is getting flipped for Vince Carter and $5,000? Get, getting used to being on air for two hours here. Uh, Blake, you're on the clock. Yeah, we're going back to the, the Undertaker brand here. Uh, the Miami Heat under. Mm, I like um, that. This is wow. a... I like it. I like it a lot. It's at 45 and a half. They won 44 games in the regular season mm-hmm. last year. I know, obviously, they had this tremendous push to the NBA finals. They were, tr- uh, they were so fun. There are, you know, it, it was likable. It was respectable. They lost Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. And even if you believe in, well, the Miami heat always find a Max Struess yeah. or a Gabe Vincent. And it's true. They usually do. Um, I don't know how we're looking at this team, seeing those subtractions, seeing their core pieces get even older in, in Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry seeing them whiff on Damian Lillard and who knows what effect that has on Tyler Hero and the relationships there Mm -hmm. and saying, oh, they're actually going to be an even better regular season team next year. Mm. I just don't think it's going in that direction. Here's the thing. Don't do the culture. Once again, I'm hearing people who don't believe in Haywood Highsmith. I'm hearing people who don't believe in Jamal Cain. Jame Hawkes. I'm hearing people who don't believe in Jame Hawkes. No, I'm actually, I do think that there's a better team defensively that they have right now for the regular season. I know they're always a very strong defensive team, but they actually have a lot more two-way wings. I actually genuinely do believe in Haywood Highsmith and, and Jamal Kane and guys like that. And, you know, this is a team that I think is still short on shooting, mm-hmm. um, especially after losing those two guys. But at the same time, like, you know, I think if you believe a little bit and a little bit more offensive responsibility for Bam, maybe he scores a little bit more. Because you just know the only reason that the Heat only win this many games, and they're consistently in the mid-40s every year, it's just like Jimmy just doesn't care about the regular season. Like he actually mm-hmm. says he just doesn't care about the regular season. Mm-hmm. But you saw last year how tenuous that can be, right? Like, you you yeah, got to make yeah. the playoffs. This is like the Philadelphia yeah, Phillies thing of like, oh, they play a playoff brand of baseball. Cool. Mm. They almost didn't make it last year. Um, so you you got to get in mm. to be able to do that stuff. And I think, obviously, when you're that old a roster, there's also like a cumulative toll to having to go – you know, having to find that gear. Like, you're better. I mean, you're, they're not that old as a roster. They got like – Three old guys. I don't know, man. If, play, like Kyle, I'm, Kevin, and, and Jimmy. That's it. I'm, I'm with the Undertaker on this one because, like, I think Who else if, you, is old? if you're telling if you're telling me that I gotta believe in that's and shouts to Jamal Kane and his, P- that's their best player. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah they're it's old. not like Jimmy's gonna fall off anytime soon. No, like, but if on. if you're using Jamal Kane as an example to be optimistic about, unbelievable. This team, you want a better one? Justin Champagne. 
Oh, man. See, that's what I'm saying. And it's like... Can't believe we lost him. Another mistake by Messiah Bobby. And baseball, you know, baseball expert Blake would know this. I just think spiritually they were waiting for Dame to come all summer. Mm. And I, I do think there's a letdown there. It's like waiting for your front office to make a move at the trade deadline. It doesn't happen. Like they lost a couple guys. Like I'm not. I'm not sure. Like Gabe Vincent. Another and, Toronto sub shot. Oh I'm not God, sure. Gabe Vincent and Max Schrus are like deal breakers That's for them. I mean. But it's like they're replaceable. No, players. but it's like there is gonna be a letdown. And these guys All always right. talk about how like oh we're gonna be able to overcome this, overcome this. But it's like I look at the roster. Like it's not that great of a team. It yeah. does feel like their goal every season is to be the A seed and then just cause the most havoc possible. Yeah. Right. So hard to be the A seed being over 45 and a half. Yeah. I get it. I, I do. I like Jovic too. If we're talking about their depth guys, like we got to look at him with Serbia in, in the summer in the World okay. Cup. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't look at it and say they're going to be an, a better regular season team. This yeah. Year. I'm, I'm never going to doubt playoff Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. but to say like, yeah, they're going to win a couple extra games after losing those pieces and, and we don't know what the Jamal right. Canes of the, of the world are going to look like quite yet. Um, it's the most Jamal Cain <laughs> has been brought up by program. He's been mentioned more in these last three minutes Dan than Levitar. he's been mentioned on Miami radio Aww. yet this preseason. Well, I mean, I think it's fair. We've got Undertaker. we got Kane. We've got it all covered. <laughs> Where's the Paul Bear, bro? Um, oh, all right, Derek, I'm on the clock. Final pick before we take the break. Um, should I pick one that's good for banter or a correct one? Um, I'm going to take the Chicago Bulls 37 and a half under. Mm, I nice. really don't have much to add to this aside from the fact that they're just underwhelming to me. Like, this is not a good team. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, offensively, not a high ceiling. Defensively, already, like, feels like they're playing better than they even should be based on their talent defensively. But um, I think they have some serious decisions to make. Um, DeMar's in a contract year. Uh, and, you know, I think if they don't really go well this season, I think they should probably pivot back towards a, a rebuild. They did, I think as part of that, uh, the Mar trade, they moved off of their first round pick in 2025. Um, and that's obviously not this upcoming draft, but the next one, but that's a big draft that they want to hold on to. It's top 10 protected 2025 to San Antonio Spurs. You essentially have to make that decision now, mm-hmm. if you're, especially if you're going to get some value back for DeMar. So... Yeah, my, my hot take actually here is uh, my prediction is DeMar gets traded to the Clippers midseason. Ooh, I like if, that. If James Harden doesn't get traded there already. Okay, so yeah. DeMar, Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi. Just the all-LA team. I like that. I actually think that that's exactly what they want to have because the Clippers did pursue yeah. DeMar quite seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, is DeMar going to lie to like Paul George and say he grew up a Clippers fan? I don't think DeMar will do that. No. Yeah. no. Not as a Kobe guy. Yeah. No, no. But yeah, I, I just I just think that yeah, I could see them sort of really deciding to. I mean, this is just not a very inspiring team, like just in general. And they have a pick that they want to hold on. They to. They are the most underwhelming team to me when I just look at them. Yeah, them and the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, also like they have one of the oldest cores. I know Patrick Williams starts for them and still defines some of the upside, but like they have on, one bro. of the oldest cores in the entire league. And they went out and their their big addition was Javon Carter, who has been 38 years old since he was 18. The king right. of the mismatch sneakers, though. Yes. Yeah. King of the mismatch. I, this is how you guys watch basketball. <laughs> I, I don't watch the actual ball. No. He's, he's <laughs> and one. He's and one too. Is, is he? I think he he was at one point. Yeah. You're not watching his footwork. <laughs> yeah, we watching footy, man. Wow, unbelievable. Anyways, yeah, I mean, yeah. no one has anything ever positive to say about the Bulls, but I had him as an under. They've put themselves in this position, like just this is the team. Like it's mediocre. I mean, the Lonzo Ball stuff is tough, right? I think it's a different yeah, yeah. conversation if Lonzo's here, but sure. But I mean, he's but been he so ain't. injured for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Any nice pieces on the Bulls you want to grab? Because they got a lot Alex of point guards. Alex Maybe not. I'm not saying for the Raptors necessarily, but like if they hit the I'll sell button. The Raptors. If they hit the sell button, a lot of teams would line up for Alex Caruso on yeah. a very reasonable and easy to trade contract. Team. Right. And they should sell. Like they where, should sell. where are they going? Can like we get one of their other point guards? 
I'd say Kobe White or Al Dutumu on this roster too. Yeah. We just need a backup point guard. Let's just get one. Wow, we're still... Oh, man, again. Yeah. Okay. Same problems. All right, let's take the break, and then yeah. we'll come back. Anytime you talk about Chicago Bulls on the Raptor show, you got to take a break. So we are going to take that break. I've been your host, Willu. You've been listening to the Raptor show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. The most opinionated Maple Leaf show out there. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, wrapping up the last segment with my co-hosts, Blake Murphy and Alex Wong. Week one of the Raptor Show relaunch. How are you guys feeling? You guys good? Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Game night. Game night. You know, the three of us going to walk down to uh, Scotiabank. Oh, we're not. It's raining like crazy. Out. Oh, I don't, think we're, I don't think we're walking. Right. Subway, maybe. You got to turn that mic on, brother. I don't know about walking, brother, but. Okay. Well, typically, we you want to do your locks. You want to do your over under locks again? What do you want to do? Bro? <laughs> no, we're actually going to do What's up? Do that later on in this segment uh, as we go to, you know, the locks officially. Yeah. But uh, throwing it back to Will. Hosting, Will is today. making his uh, quote unquote final pick before we make our honorable mention. Yes. So, final pick in the Eastern Conference, Will. Yeah. Um, you know, this is like. As part of taking the over on Toronto, I've also always taken the under on the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally just the opposite of ben, uh, Bill Simmons. Yeah, it's fine. I'm Will Simmons. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but seriously, though, I, 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 I like, obviously, what they've done. They've obviously improved the top end of their roster. Mm. Um, there is a little bit less depth um, for them. And mm. I also do feel like last year, surprising the regular season, their clutch numbers are quite good. Um you know, they were the second best clutch team in the league in the regular season last year. That did not feel like it in the playoffs, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 24 and 13 in games last year decided by five points or less. Obviously, they're a good team. That's going to happen. But uh, as I've said with the Raptors, the, the clutch numbers do very strongly season to season because the year before that, they were literally the second worst clutch team in the league mm-hmm. with largely the same roster, 13 and 22. So I think even if you just sort of like factor in their clutch performance coming in closer to 500, which I kind of typically expect, obviously they're a good team, so they should be maybe 600 instead of 500. Mm. But still, I think there's a, a, a couple extra wins there um, that I want to take away from them. Also, I just, you know, I mean, defensively, I'm not as worried uh, about sort of going up against them in the same way that I feel like just under Ime Yudoka, they had such a strong defensive like identity, the defensive presence. Um, I haven't really seen that out of Joe Mazzulla coaching this team just yet. So I, I do wonder if they can get back that defensive intensity. Um, swapping out Robert Williams for Chris Asperzingis. I mean, Porzingis is still a pretty good defender, but I think Robert Williams had a higher you know ceiling that they he, he gave them when he was available. Um, so, yeah, and then most of all, I just really want to hit on the Celtics. So I'm going to take the under. This is this is what I do every year on this show. Let that, so. let that hate flow through you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a point well taken. I like to hate on them as well. I think the other thing you could point out is even if you believe in what the the top five or six there look like, they are betting an awful lot on Kristaps Porzingis being healthy and Al Horford still being Al Horford level at age thirty six now. Right. Uh, the front court there gets thin in a hurry. Um, so yeah, I uh, this is one where you know the again brain versus heart because like every like analytic or projection model yes. has boston at the top of the league for the regular That's every season year, though, for the, doesn't feel like but, it. and they are always a good regular season team 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the fair. playoffs fair. where the, the questions really come in. But this one was a no touch for me. So I'm glad you took it. I'm glad you took the under. Yeah, this one's tough, man. I, I also stayed away from this one because I feel like all the questions about the wow. Celtics is about the playoffs. Like mm -hmm. I have a, I still have questions about their gaffer. Like I know, I know they surrounded Joe Mazzulla with a bunch of experienced assistants. <laughs> like, can't stop laughing at gaffer. Gaffer, so We got him. <laughs> we got him. But like, these are questions for the playoffs. Like, this is a really good team. Like, this is just a really good team despite for the sure. changes. No, right? for sure, for sure. So, for sure. So, you know, yeah, play blackjack instead. But I like that. All right, Blake, you're up. Not until I hear the chime. Derek. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead with the uh, with the pick then. No chime. <laughs> Mark Tatum asleep at the wheel in the second round wow. here. Uh, okay, I feel like Shouts I've been a... Asian uh, king. <laughs> I feel like I've been a bit of a wet blanket going more heavy on the unders today. So let's uh, let's go with an over. Let's go with a team that I think is not only going to be better than last year, but one of the most fun teams to watch in basketball uh, in this kind of lower tier of the league, I think is going to be the Orlando Magic. Mm. And I'm taking the over on their 36 okay. and a half. And I know that's a lot, that's but a lot, they yeah. won 34 games last year. Mm. Their underlying numbers said that was a 35 win team. They went 19 and 22 in the second half. So they mm. were like, they were better in the second half. You saw that improvement. Um, Paolo is obviously Paolo. And, I mean, we talked about it with, with Gordy Herbert yesterday on the show. We have seen just, like, I think Franz Wagner's uh, true shooting percentage in the preseason right now is almost 100%, and he hasn't turned the ball over yet. Mm -hmm. I know it's just preseason, but wow. those two guys are so fun. Uh, I still am holding some stock on Jalen Suggs. I think Cole Anthony can be a reasonable bench point guard. Markel Fultz is obviously a big swing piece here in, in yeah. terms of what he can give them. But I think that there is, they added Joe Ingles and, and a couple of extra first round picks for additional depth there. Mm -hmm. um, I think they are in a good spot, like coaching and culture wise. Shout out to Jesse Mermis, one of their lead assistants, yeah. who's worked a lot with Paolo. Um, I just think that the, the time is not now for them to threaten anyone necessarily, but in a long season, in an Eastern conference where, you know, it feels the whole middle of it, everyone feels beatable night to night. Uh, I think this is Orlando magic team that could not only top 36 and a half, but probably make a play in spot and maybe even push for 500. If everything breaks, right. It's a nice pick. They, they definitely had like real flashes of being super competitive last year. And then they kind of faded again. Mm. Um, yeah. And they have a lot of young players um, in the right spot to sort of take a step forward. Shooting is still a big concern for me sure. on the roster, obviously. Um, you know, but I mean, at the same time, like their talent is really, really good and they should be after losing so many years in a row, but they've also drafted really well. And, um, yeah, honestly, you know, that, that draft class, man, like 2021 draft class, the one obviously with Scotty and, um, the rest Mobley, of it, like, yeah. yeah, like, man, Franz, like surprising and, and getting to the point where he is in contention to be the best player in that draft class, at least if we're looking at it right now is kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. because that the depth of that roster mm -hmm. or of that draft class is still really 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 good so yeah the other the note i'll make here too in, in terms of the, obviously the offensive upside is pretty straightforward there um they also even though they don't have the personnel that maybe suggests this they fought their way to being a league average defense last year yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's something it gives you a floor night to night yeah, yeah. stop true. looking at me guys i got no thoughts on the orlando magic um but yeah no they're a promising young squad um, They've come a long way since Ken Birch was their their backup big. You know? Yeah, current free agent. That's right, Ken Birch. Maybe he can be the backup big again in Orlando. <laughs> All right, I'm on the clock. 
So with my pick, I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets, 37 and a half under. Ooh, nice. I nice, don't nice. love this team. I, I know I know they were able to recoup a lot of draft picks. They, they got a bunch of players in the Kevin Durant deal. For me, I question the ceiling of a team with Mikhail Bridges as a number one guy. Um, the Nets strike me as like a perfectly decent team who can like compete with a lot of teams on most nights, but then end up just losing by seven points. Mm. Like I just look at this team, like it's like, I feel like there's like buzz about them. Like Ben Simmons has been looking decent in the preseason. But when I just oh. look at the, when I just look at the whole roster, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. underwhelmed by this team. And I feel like their best move is to maybe move some pieces, see what they can do. And I know like they, t they're talking about the Nets as like the team once again to land a big superstar. I don't know. I don't really see it. So I, I think 37 and a half is a fair line and I see them coming in under. Yeah, they went 13 and 15 after trading Kyrie and KD last year. So mm -hmm. not not terrible, but that's also the time of the year where we know that the teams still playing for something or effortful are going to add an extra couple wins. And some of those young guys had uh, had things to prove. I don't think it's a great sign that Jacques Vaughn is talking this late in preseason about like, well, we haven't really put any plays in yet. We're still trying to get guys to you know, you know, understand how to like reverse the floor and things like that. Like we haven't put in sets to get Mikhail Bridges the ball as like a number one scorer type. What are um, people doing? We have a whole month. I just feel like, you know, it's like if you moved into your house for a full month and you say, I don't have a chair in my house. That's what it feels like. Yeah. With I don't have a single You're set. You're looking in. at the Jacques Nets like, going to like Ikea this? for an offense <laughs> this weekend. Saying, There's a mattress on the floor. They're um, like, yeah, we're trying to figure out the feng shui here. Like, Yeah. The right. only the only thing that nudges me toward maybe they'll hang around, and part of this is like they don't have a ton of pieces anyway, mm -hmm. but they own so many picks and not their own mm -hmm. that there's no incentive here for them to bottom out. If, sure. if they're in yeah. the play-in tier, like there's not an incentive for them to do the Mavericks thing or the Jazz thing that we talked about yeah. mm -hmm. um, because they don't own their own pick and they own a bunch of other teams. Picks. Yeah, no, it's just not a team that I feel like is going to get out of that 35 to 40 win range. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet the under on this. There's a lot of question marks for this team for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, if I had to play devil's advocate, there's a lot of guys on here that I do like mm -hmm. on a night-to-night -night basis. You know, loving Nick Claxton. I thought he had a great year last year and another big step maybe for him this year. Defensively, obviously, he did a really, really great job and offensively, he was more efficient. Obviously, it definitely helped to have Great players setting him up, but you know, there's still decent spacing around it. I'm not totally sure how they're going to use Ben. Mm -hmm. Big question mark. I, I feel like if that was like resolved for me, like there's a different mm -hmm. way where it's like more experience with the same roster, they can get more out of it. But it's such a big question mark. They kind of have to figure that out on the fly. Yeah. Um, couple decent fringy ads in Dennis Smith Jr. for the defensive side of the ball yeah, and then Lonnie yeah. Walker. Okay. So like there's some depth there mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, but it's just not overall that inspiring. I, I hear you. My guy Harry Giles, who I've wanted for a oh, hundred off seasons in a row. I, I don't know if he's G League bound for them or what, but he's he's on the camp roster. Harry he's, Giles. It is it's wild how talented he is, and then this is the the career outlook that he's had. It's it's a little bit sad, honestly, because I also really like I've liked Harry. Yeah. Well. I can't wait for two years from now when he's this year's Justice Winslow. Of like, yes, the Raptors finally caught him. <laughs> Harry Giles headed to the 905 on Exhibit 10 deal. Oh, man. He does fit the profile. Yeah. Anyways, before we get to the rest of the East, time now for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Take a chance. So we've been picking the NBA over-unders today based on the lines on Bet Rivers. And I want to know from all of you uh, what your lock is for your NBA over-under for this season. So let's start with you, Will. What is your lock? based on your picks that you've made today? Based on all the picks? Because we technically did. And this is my fault. You technically did. I we don't need to do this. <laughs> I, te Just, I technically William did. William Liu, what Jump is your ahead. lock? Uh, I'm going to lock in Memphis at over 46 and a half. I just, again, mm -hmm. like I really do believe that this is a team that should finish no worse than top three in defense. Like mm -hmm. they have the 
the last two reigning defensive players of the year and whatever you can say that about Marcus Mario, that was a little bit of generous, whatever. That doesn't matter to me. He's still a really, really great defender it, with, a, like, you know, obviously Jaron Jackson Jr. behind him mm. as well. A really strong defense like that, it's very, very hard to not win 50 games. And I do feel like they have enough depth on the roster. They've added a little bit more shooting as well. Um, no job for the first 25 games is difficult. And obviously, he's got to make some other adjustments in his life. But ultimately, like, you know, this is a team that has succeeded without John in the last two years as well. I think they're 30 and 16 without him on the roster the last two years. So, you know, I, I really like what I um, see in terms of the potential here. Like, it's I know the Western Conference is quite competitive, but Memphis is consistently be at the top of that. And I think everyone's just, um, you know, underrating them a little bit. I mean, their biggest loss in the offseason was... Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks. They're replaceable kind of guys. Yeah, no, I like yeah. that. Blake, what is your lock? Yeah, this is, and again, I'll reiterate here that this is not a judgment on their championship outlook, but I don't think the Phoenix Suns are winning 52 games. Mm -hmm. I think they have three very, very good stars, almost none of whom have played 70 games in the last four or five years. Uh, in, in the case of Kevin Durant and, and Bradley Beal, neither of them has topped 60 games in the last four years. Devin Booker has had some injury stuff as well. Uh, so you look at those things, you look at how strong the West is generally, and even if you like the job Phoenix did filling out some of their depth, which I do, like there is one team that won that many games in the Western Conference last year, and it was the Nikola Jokic Denver Nuggets mm. who had the MVP and were like cruising through the league for most of the... It's just, it's tough to win 52 games um, to our earlier conversation. A Nets team that was built similarly and had the best offensive basketball and played in a weaker Eastern Conference got the 48 wins because of some of these same right. concerns. I think the Suns are probably going to be the most exciting team come playoff time to to watch it and see where they've landed with massaging the roster and how the pieces fit. But 52 wins in the Western Conference this year with that many injury question marks and depth question marks is just too high for me. Yeah, okay. My lock is going to be Denver over 52 and a half wins. I think just based on the championship pedigree and I think I'm betting on them to be at the top of the Western Conference. Again, I'm, I'm betting on you know maybe a little separation at the top of the conference this season versus... Last year, when there was just parity, I think within like the top like eight to ten teams there in in the Western Conference. So coming off the championship season, uh, I really like what they're going to be doing coming into this season. Before we wrap up this segment, let's quickly too. I want to get you guys based on your picks too. What's one that you know you you feel maybe not not a lock, but but one that you'd be willing that you want to gamble on. In my heart. In your heart. In yeah. my heart. Yeah, I'm yeah. locking in the Raptors at over 36 and a half okay. for my sanity because this is like the Raptors show. Will Simmons. Um, I mean, again, like we just said, like it's the team that underperformed last year and they still got to 41 wins. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, obviously that, you know, it wasn't a huge change in the roster, but, you know, I think that Coach Darko coming in is making the type of changes that could really work for this team. Mm -hmm. Obviously, so much hinges on Scotty Barnes breaking out, but so far he's shown those signs. He's yeah. taking more ownership of the team, looks more aggressive. All that's good. But even without that, this team still last season, after all the drama that went into it, 141. So where are we getting 36 and a half? There's such a big wiggle room there. Unless they're going to make a huge trade at the deadline, I don't see the talent in this roster being 36 and a half level. And of course, you might say, well, there might be a good case to make a huge trade at the deadline. But this is Bobby and Masai we're talking about. You know what I mean? They're on a hold until the very end. They're going to hold. So, you know, unless uh, some team comes around and offers like five first-round picks for OG, yeah. I think he might actually just hold for through this. Bobby Masai always at the shopping cart. Never check out, man. Alex oh. is over here hitting on 17, and Bobby and Masai <laughs> have eight, and they'll stay. They're like, do we do we actually have to split aces? Um, Blake, what's your pick from your heart? Yeah, um, 
yeah, from the heart side, I, I guess Heat uh, to, to be the under again. I just like respect mm-hmm. for Heat culture, respect for playoff Jimmy. But to look at that team, the additions and subtractions they had and say, yeah, they're going to be an even better regular season team over 82 games. Just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Portland under 28 and a half. <laughs> That's such a random pick. You know, you know, in February when we're coming in here, you know, middle of the season, the dog days, you know, the Raptors have played back to back against the Charlotte Hornets, and we have to recap those games. Oh, man. I want to be excited and check the standings to see how Portland is doing um, with their 28-and-a-half win total. If they re-sign Jonathan Williams, I think this is a lock for sure. No, uh, this not is even definitely, just in the heart. Yeah. No, I like that. So that was Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Take a chance. We've got six teams left in the Eastern Conference, so let's roll through them. Will, back to you. Well... Uh, you guys have taken most of my other picks. I had, I actually had the You've over. had the first pick every round through. You can't complain I, we took I, your picks. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I've also taken two of my own picks in this case. I hope you've taken all of your own picks. Uh, I'm going to take the under on the Charlotte Hornets at 30.5. Um, well, because the way LaMelo's driving out of the stadium? No, my only analysis for this point was no way this is a serious team on any level. Yeah, I, right. I mean, I literally First wrote off, that it's too. It's a despicable enough team to employ uh, Miles Bridges even after all mm-hmm. the allegations have come out and all the details, and there's mm-hmm. more and more details, and they're worse and worse. But just generally across the board, this is not a serious team. Mm-hmm. You don't know what may happen to this team mm-hmm. uh, on and off the court. And also, I just don't get the sense that, like, yes, they have better talent than this number, but again, like, I just cannot speak to the fact that if you were talking about a team without culture in the whole league, like, this is one of the teams you would pick. And obviously, there's nobody here that has intimate knowledge of what goes on in Charlotte, but, like, let's be honest. Like, we we kind of have a good idea of what's going on there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, change in ownership as well, you know, like, that can potentially affect things on the court, but honestly, that's not even what I'm looking at. I'm looking at off-court issues as the number one reason why to pick. Uh, the under on the Charlotte Yeah, spiritually, Hornets. they're just the worst a, team in the just league. Just despicable teams. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Like any, any case for the over here? No. Zero. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I mean, LaMelo Ball's healthy and Brandon Miller's good, I guess. Yeah. But, like, and I, I guess most of the same core won 44 games the other year. But, like, also, I didn't believe that as it was happening. Yeah. I still have to, right. like, triple check that that actually happened. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. The Hornets are vibeless you know what the the, the bet river segment for locks is over but make this my new lock uh, <laughs> it's the hornets under <laughs> ship me that money right now blake what's your next pick uh i will take the hawks under 42 and a half mm. this isn't really anything analytical like john collins is out they're going to give more minutes to sadiq bay and jalen johnson uh they underperformed last year a little bit they're still kind of young i i just I have not been a big believer in Trey Young's impact on winning over the years, even though he's obviously tremendously fun to watch and the offensive production is there. Uh, I was not particularly impressed with year one of the Trey Young DeJounte Murray pairing and where that's at. I, I could see them being better than this. I understand why it's at 42 and a half. I just, I'm I'm not, I'm not buying on the Atlanta Hawks still uh, this far into this era. What do you think about Quinn Snyder wing the full, bright red rimmed glasses like if just imagine my glasses right now but they're bright red yeah i think he just needs to lean in further and further to the fact that no matter what he does he looks like a supervillain. yeah so just play right. that up he does look like one of joker's henchmen yeah in like dark knight yeah, yeah killian so. murphy as scarecrow is basically what uh what the look is that's tyler glass now yeah um, that too well slim <laughs> pick- <are> people? <laughs> slim pickings Sorry. here for me guys I'm looking at, I mean, does no one, we don't want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks? All right. Um, so Actually, it's pronounced Milwaukee. <laughs> wow. Never heard that drop. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Wayne's World what drop. Did? Okay. 
Washington Wizards over 24 and a half. <laughs> sure. I like, they they Why, profile man? to me as a 27 win team. Oh, uh, yeah? That's, yeah. That's, what the, that's what the numbers are telling so, me. So I like the Discussing Brothers, Tyus Jones. Actually, the Discussing Brothers is Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, they're uh, actually real life Discussing Yeah, so sure. let's let's go with the Wizards 27 All right. wins. All right. I'm excited to watch Jordan Poole play there. No, yeah, I mean, I like, just an ultimate green light for a guy who um, has the ultimate game to just shoot any shot. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be really fun to sort of see what they're doing there. Um, but yeah, this is also a deeply unserious franchise. <laughs> so Next five years, would you rather have Jordan Poole or Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero. He's been part of... Okay. Well, I guess they've both been part of winning programs. I think I'd probably still take Tyler Hero, though. Okay. The other thing with the Wizards here, um, to just put a little bit of analysis on it, is like the, <laughs> the 24 and a half win total over under, it's the lowest one on the board, right? And historically, yeah. once a win total over under drops that low, mm-hmm. betting the over has been the play historically. Mm, like yeah. not that many teams end right. up below 24 wins. Yeah. And usually it's, you know, it's a team that has a bunch go wrong injury-wise and stuff, not yeah. a team that we expected to be irredeemably Also, bad. the Hornets win, win total is like, over overestimated by like 15. So I think those will transfer to the Wizards. Okay, I guess we only have three teams left. Mm. Um, so I guess I will just quickly take the over on the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, I don't really believe in this. I actually think that, so it's a line is at 53 and a half. I think it's like pretty much exactly what I expect them to come in on. 53, 54 wins. Um, but, you know, I mean, I have to take a pick here, so I'm going to take the over. No, here. they're like a regular season juggernaut. Like yeah, 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 they are. They are, they are, they are right? for sure. They're they got great defense. The opposite of the Miami Heat to me. They got a great defense. Like, uh, they add Dame Lillard, who, you know, is coming off an incredible season. Um, they just and, lose their former, uh, Dame's former gaffer, Terry Stotts. That's right. I don't know what yeah. was going on there. So Adrian Griffin, there was apparently an incident in practice at the end where Adrian Griffin wanted Terry Stotts to join the coaches in a huddle. Mm. And Terry Stotts instead, I believe, went over to some of the players. Dame and Giannis. Yeah, Dame and Giannis. And then there was a little bit, you know, Adrian Griffin like yelled at him about it. And yeah, the next day, Terry Stotts resigned. Mm. So, wow. Damn. Sounds yeah. like uh, things that Thoughts? might have happened in Toronto recently. A little gaffer, dra- <laughs> little, little gaffer <laughs> sorry, drama for you. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Not saying yeah. that Adrian Griffin was any part of it. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean that like this assistant coaching drama was close to home. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an awkward one, and it's got to be awkward for for Dame particularly. Yeah, and even Stotts was this guy. And I understand from Adrian Griffin's standpoint too, right? It's your first time as an NBA head coach. No, there might be some sensitivities there too, of like that's Dame's. You know, that's a former NBA head coach with so much experience. You know, well, they also hired him before Dame was traded there. Right, 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 which could change the dynamic. But yeah, I'm just gonna take Milwaukee over. Why not, man? They're a great team. You know, they could probably win the championship. This All season. right, Blake, we each have 60 seconds. Yeah, last one is Pistons over 27 and a half. That is an 11 win jump from last year. Oh my but god, Kate, Kate Cunningham no, barely. Oh yeah, Kate Cunningham lot. barely barely played last year. Uh, you add the other Thompson twin. Uh, you added Joe Harris and, and Monty Morris in free agency. Um, yeah, I just I think that. 17 was an insanely low total to win. 28 wins is still a really bad season. Right. And you're getting these extra pieces plus actually Cade's going to play. And I think Cade's going to be a guy that, okay. you know, everyone kind of has forgot existed over the last year because of the way that 21 draft class has gone out. Cade's real good. Uh, so I think they will uh, they will be regular bad instead of historically bad. Yeah, show us their biggest acquisition, the gaffer, Monty Williams. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's, that was a big pickup. That was that's that's their third highest paid player. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> He's Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, all right. Finally, the New York Knicks. I'm gonna take the 45 and a half under. What? The last time 
The last time the Knicks had two straight winning seasons was 2010-2011. Before that was 1999 and 2000. Wow. That was my research. That's great research. I like that team, but let's I'll say they finished 45 and 37. All right. 45 and 37 right there under. All right. So super quickly to recap, I have Indiana over, Toronto over, Boston over, Charlotte under, Milwaukee under, or Milwaukee over. Blake has Philadelphia over, Miami under, Orlando over, uh, Atlanta under, and Detroit over. And Alex has Cleveland over, Chicago under, Brooklyn under, Washington over, and New York Knicks uh, under based on historical precedent. So that does it for us today. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure to find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. Thanks once again to Blake Murphy, producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brindale, Jennifer Olnick, David Sis, and J.R. Manitad for helping behind the scenes. Week one in the books. Talk to you next week.